And now it's time for Letter to Hong Kong with Legislator Tony Zai, representing the Architectural Surveying, Planning, and Landscape Functional Constituency. The following program is a personal view program. Hello, young men and young ladies of Hong Kong. The new policy address has advanced a vision of lentil tomorrow. It is proposed to reclaim the waters around Kao Yi Chao and Heilin Chao by phases into a number of man-made islands, totaling some 1,700 hectares for building some 400,000 housing units, capable of accommodating a population of up to 1.1 million. It has sparked off heated debates. Some supported the reclamation as a means to tackle the acute housing problem, whilst others disagree or query that the proposed reclamations would adversely affect the environment and ecosystem, and the project would exhaust our financial resources. They consider that 1,700 hectares are unduly excessive, and that instead of relying on such a remote project, the government should maximize the use of existing land and carry out short and medium term measures to cope with the imminent land and housing problems. In fact, the policy address has also proposed a number of short and medium term proposals to increase the supply of land and housing, some of which are in line with my proposal in my election platform. They include adjusting the proportions of public and private housing on new land to 7 to 3, increasing the supply of transitional housing for various means, accelerating the redevelopment of civil servant cooperative housings, expediting studies on the development of brownfield sites, initiating a land-sharing pilot scheme, to make good use of privately owned agricultural land in the new territories, relaunching the policy of revitalization of industrial buildings and the streamlining of development proposal processing procedures, etc. Nevertheless, the density of development on existing sites in Hong Kong Island and Kowloon can obviously not to increase much more. Encroachment into country parks would also evoke many oppositions. Development on agricultural land and brownfield sites in the new territories would both have to deal with complex problems of environment and ecology, land resumption, clearance and exquisite compensations, and the resettlement of existing users, households, businesses, and even the ancestral graves of indigenous villages. If the government cannot handle these matters properly, it will be alleged for colluding with the developer and the villagers. Looking at the cases of the development of Northeast New Territories and Wang Chao, and whether the Fanning Golf Cup site should be resumed for housing development, it could be seen that the time, cost, and controversies involved in the development on excess land will not be less than development on reclamations. On the contrary, in principle, reclamation does not involve land resumption, demolition, and resettlement issues, and the land is flat and relatively easy to plan. Moreover, 
as the reclaimed land will all be government lands. There will be no collusion between the government and the private sector. The sales of the site for private housing, industrial and commercial uses would also bring to the treasury significant revenues, which would offset some, if not totally, of the costs for reclamation and infrastructure works. Some people quickly jump on the lantern tomorrow vision on the internet by exaggerating that the reclamation will only be sufficient to meet the needs of the neo-immigrants. The criticism was echoed by some young people. In fact, we would examine from another perspective the questions as whether there is need for building artificial island and whether the reclamations are excessive. Much to the envy of the people of Hong Kong, the Singaporean government has recently issued guidelines to stipulate that the average unit size of new private residential developments should not be less than 915 square feet. The current media per capita living space in Hong Kong is only 161 square feet, barely half of that in Singapore. I believe that all the Hong Kong people, especially the young people, hope to have a little more living space in the future. If the population of Hong Kong were frozen at the existing level of 7.4 million without any growth, an increase in the per capita living space by 50 square feet alone and at a port ratio of 6 will list 617 hectares of land, Adding on the land for the provision of transportation infrastructure, community services, open space, industrial and commercial facility, etc., some 2,000 hectares of land will be required. Is the government's proposal of reclaiming 1,700 hectares a very excessive proposal? Is a reclamation area of 1,000 hectares, 1,700 hectares, or 2,000 hectares considered to be adequate. What are the percentages of land used for residential development, infrastructures, community facilities, open space, and industrial and commercial use? How to balance environmental conservation needs and to cope with the impacts of extreme weather? To answer these complex and technical questions, it would certainly require an independent professional, objective, and in-depth planning and study so that everyone could make their choices in a reasonable and rational manner. I've turned 64 just a few days ago and I will be eligible for apply my senior citizen's card soon. The tomorrow in the Atlanta tomorrow vision belongs to you. I hope that everyone will cherish this vision and support the government in carrying out the above planning studies as soon as possible. Yours faithfully, Tony.